0: If you haven't heard our plug yet, you're going to hear it now. Go follow the We Can Do Better podcast on Instagram and Twitter at WCDBpod. That is at WCDBpod. And when you get to our profile, there's going to be a bio. When you see that bio, there's going to be a link. Click on that link. It'll take you to Spotify, Anchor, or even Apple Podcasts to listen to all of our other episodes. Go ahead, do it. Enjoy the show.
1: World the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was not bad. It was not bad. But I think we need to roll the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> you just rolled it
0: twice.
1: I miss the old Kanye, shape on the gold Kanye, chop up the soul Kanye, set on his goals Kanye. I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood Kanye. Bienvenido de nuevo al podcast mejor del mundo, el We Can Do Better podcast. What's up, We Can Do Better people? We are back in Daniel's closet for another episode. This is the national championship game addition. There's a lot to dish out on this Tuesday morning, Daniel. It's 1:07 a.m. Well, okay, it's 1:07 a.m. Even though my laptop says 1:06. But you know <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> both Thomas and I are both extremely tired, sitting in a closet and
1: recording a podcast for you guys. Um, Before we come out of the closet, uh, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this game that lasted for nearly four hours. <sighs> <sighs> uh, That's how I felt. We were watching the game with our <laughs> friends uh, Shoria and Todd. Todd, he got up from the couch just to, you know, break this through for you guys. He got up from the couch after the game and he said, I felt like I just got off of a plane. Yeah, it felt like
0: forever. I mean, we're sitting there and I'm looking at Thomas and everybody's really exhausted and we're like, oh, we're, we're all so tired. And then we look at the clock and I'm like, oh, three minutes left, like on the third quarter. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness, this is going to take forever. We started making bets on like, do you think it's going to end before 1230 or after
1: 1230? It was ridiculous. It was way over the top for for a college football game. I mean, ESPN, they had the rights to this game. So, you know, it was on ESPN, but it was also on ESPN2. It was on ESPN News. (laughs) It was on ESPN3. It was on ESPN11. I don't know more so than that
0: we had like a ton of channels we had how many channels we had a go go, i
1: don't know how many so we had the regular broadcast we had an espn deportes we had the refcast which yes, it's just four refs looking at a screen, <laughs> watching the game, and you're just watching the reactions. And yeah, it's as boring as it sounds
0: because it's not like younger refs that are. Because any honestly, any ref, no, no refs are ever young. No, like, it was
1: literally refs saying, "All right, we got trips to the right. Um, all right, this here's the snap." Oh, that's a false start. Yep, no, literally. But that was the only time that
0: like when there was a flag, like we were watching it for like a good three four minutes yeah and then like and then, I'd be like guys shut up shut up shut up, shut up. I want to hear this <laughs> yeah this is the only time that they're speaking and so once you saw like a, a yellow flag everybody's like oh that's false start false start false start false start, false start, false start. I was like oh my god jeez and then they got quiet pass interference pass interference pass
1: interference pass interference 15 yards 15 yards I was like oh, okay this is what they live for we had sky cam we had pylon cam we yeah, did where you could just watch the game from the pylon that was my favorite <laughs> Man, there's way too many cameras. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it's too many cameras for Clemson fans to watch their team lose.
0: Yeah, RIP to Clemson. You know, didn't get the longest streak for wins, which is good. Tied with FSU. For the longest by an ACC team. Yeah. Or by, yes, by an ACC team. Um, it felt good. It felt good. Yeah, to see
1: them lose. I've, I was very, I'm very happy. Daniel, since we've been in college... Trevor Lawrence hadn't lost a college football game. It's ridiculous. Think about that. The man hadn't lost a game since high school. It's, it's, it's good to see him lose. It's great to see him lose. You know, I, I'd like to see some change in the sport. We were talking about it at the end of the game. You know, the Patriots are out of the playoffs, you know, after the first or second round for the first time in what seems like forever. Right. The Warriors are disbanded. Um, even some of our own teams are doing better now. I'm not talking about FSU football, but I'm talking yeah. about the Heat. Um, I'm talking about potentially the Dolphins coming up, but listen, just to see some you know competitiveness in a sport, it's reassuring. It's not Clemson, it's not Alabama, it's Joe Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. That man is. Uh, where did he come from? Because everybody was. Where did always, he go? Where did he? Yeah. Where, where did, did he come, come from? from?
0: Cotton, Cotton Eye Joe. In- yes, sir. So oh, as, I didn't, we did realized realize <laughs> that his name is Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good, right? Yeah, high 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 high. Hey. Nice. Anyways. Trevor Lawrence was always, like, a top first, like a like a lower first-round pick, you know, maybe second-round pick, and then all of a sudden, Joe Burrow comes out, and he has a 60-touchdown season, six interceptions. The man is a monster. He's thrown for over 5,000 yards. D-
1: doesn't lose a single game. On top of that, an incredible story, right? Fantastic. He comes from southeast Ohio. He was originally playing at Ohio State. And then he transferred to LSU, and as somebody who grew up a UM fan, a Miami Hurricanes fan, that was the first team they played last season. You were were playing against an unproven quarterback in Joe Burrow, the Canes were coming off this huge turnover chain season, and you thought, oh, you got this average quarterback. Well, that was the first time that I actually watched Joe Burrow play, and from that point on, it seemed like he got better every game. He really does. And it culminated in a national championship, Daniel. I just want to bring this up because it was really cool. He said this after the game, and it just adds even more to his story because, you know, he might be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. He might go back home when it's all said and done. Right. He said that, you know, this wasn't only about him winning a national championship. He said that in high school he lost a state championship. His dad lost a national championship. His brothers won championships. How about a championship for the Borough family? There you go. It's the first one for the
0: family. It's incredible. It's incredible when he said that we were like chills. Because that means like he it puts even more on the on the chip, you know what I mean? And more so he did it and he did it in such a mature fashion. Watching the game, I noticed that in the first couple possessions, obviously you know the Tigers have been playing very they had a very tough schedule. It was their 7th win against a ranked team, right? Which is ridiculous. Like, that schedule, to, to win that many games against ranked teams?
1: Was it ranked teams or top 10? Or maybe I Maybe it know. was top
0: 10. Either, no, either, either way. way yeah. Either way, that's ridiculous. So he came out in the first couple possessions. He wasn't looking himself, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, Clemson scored early. And then all of a sudden, he threw a 52-yard touchdown pass to Chase. I mean, listen. He took that to the bank, and he turned it on. The man threw five touchdowns, ran one in.
1: The rest was history. The swamp monster reigns supreme, Daniel. Ed Orgeron is a national champion college football head coach. It's about time. Let me let me repeat that. Ed Orgeron is a national champion in college football. Go Tigers. Didn't expect that. Did nope. not expect that. Because hey, we're talking about a guy who's a defensive line coach. And if you don't know who Edward Geron is, Uh, he talks like this. He's a swamp monster. And I cannot even do his voice because his voice is deeper than that. But he started as a defensive line coach at Miami. He was a Saints coach at some point. He then became the interim head coach at USC. They let him go. Before that, he was at Ole Miss too. It just seemed like this guy was not cut out to be a head football coach. Well, then he landed the interim head coaching job at LSU. He... Turned that into a full-time head coaching job. He's a national champion a few years later. Beautiful story. How can you root against him? You can't. You can't root
0: against him. And it was amazing because they, obviously, you know, as you know, the game was played in Louisiana and it's just, it was incredible. The, the, and he's, yeah, I he, like Thomas was just saying, he's from Louisiana too. Um, he just whispered that to me. So hopefully maybe you heard that. Maybe he's from, yeah, he's from Louisiana. Yes, he's from Louisiana. Yeah, and thank you. He al- he said that he always wanted to be the coach of LSU. Is there anything else? Okay, yeah, and he really
1: likes crawfish, and he once connected with Joe Burrow about it. So, guys, if you don't know by now, Dino and I have a system going. Um, it's kind of like in college football when you see the quarterback looking at the sidelines to their head coach looking for the next play called. Um... Yeah, I give out the plays to Daniel and he just you know he runs them really quickly. We got a no-huddle approach to this. So Ed Orgeron, national champion, forty and nine as a head football coach at Clemson. More importantly, you know what? We got a new champion. It's a new beginning. It's a new decade. It's a new semester for us, Daniel. It is. It was syllabus week last week, new classes. New faces every day walking through campus. Just a fresh approach to the spring semester. Mm-hmm. Felt good to be back. How was your spring? How was your spring semester start? You
0: know, it feels good to be uh, back in Tallahassee, like you said. You know, uh, besides the whole climate change and it being like seventy-eight degrees in <laughs> January, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, we had like two cold days, and now it's like we're sweating. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Um, my, my class load isn't as crazy as last semester's. You know, it's nice. And I feel like every spring semester, we always have a great schedule. Like, yeah. Last semest- I love spring. <laughs> yeah. I, last, last year, Thomas and I would wake up at, like, whatever the hell time we wanted. Like, roll out of bed. Like, maybe go to class if we
1: had class that day. Here is how I read it. I feel like at the end of spring semesters or, like, over the summer, we're like, oh, you know what? We're going back to the fall. We need to take all of these classes to catch up on. Yeah. To the point where when we get to spring semester, we have, like, no, like, importing classes to take. So it's really easy. Yeah. And honestly, I'm working double the amount of hours at my job at Dirac, um, at the science library this semester as opposed to the last semester. But it's great. My first shift this semester, Daniel, I worked 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And you sure know that those Florida State students are not at the library at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday. You know what I was doing? What? I was playing chess. Nice. I was playing chess for four hours. Um, not four hours. I was playing chess for. (laughs) You know, I played three chess games. Um, our friend Shoria came to the desk and talked to me. And you might be wondering where was your boss during all of this? Well, he was downstairs for three hours. He said he was working. I don't know about that. It's the first week of the semester. It doesn't matter. Um, So, yeah. Very low-key week. um, That all culminated in a great week for NFL football. The NFL playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs with an incredible comeback against the... Who did they play? Who did the Kansas City Chiefs play? They played the the Texans, Texans. Daniel. But you know what? It wouldn't matter who they played because no one was going to stop them someday.
0: Listen, I, I just, I got back from this ratchet, Dave and Buster's, um, and I, once I returned to, um, back to the apartment, and I, I knew that the, the Houston Texans have scored, like, three touchdowns in, like, three minutes, I was like, huh, I wonder what's gonna happen, and when I opened up the door, and I saw Thomas watching the game, and I saw that the Chiefs were up, like, 30-something to, like, 24, I think, I was like, huh, I'm not surprised. Why would I would be surprised? They had Patrick Mahomes, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, I
1: have two words for you, Daniel. All right. Holy Mahomes. Wow. Holy Mahomes. Let me set the scene. I was here in the apartment on Sunday, as I was for most of the weekend, and I was cooking um, some chicken and some pasta. Daniel, as I as I was, uh, you know, grating that Parmesan cheese, putting it on my pasta, as, as we do in grand fashion here at Quantum on West Coast. As you say, Parmesan cheese is like our cocaine here. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: it is. It's, it's our crack. Yeah, it is. I really love it. We really like Parmesan
1: cheese. Um, continuing, three touchdowns in three minutes. It was like the crack of football. It was a crack of sports. Not that, mom. I have not done crack. Okay, <laughs> if you're yeah. listening to this, I have not done it. I promise. Anyway, it was like the crack of sports. Yeah, it was. It's... There was touchdowns. Kelsey, there was like, there was a fumble recovery on a kickoff. There was a fake punt that the Chiefs stopped, and then we, you know, then we pan to Andy Reid celebrating on the sidelines, and we knew it was over. Yeah, I mean, that game <laughs> was just like they punched into turbo drive, like it was football going at light speed. Dude, the funny thing about football is when you think of like such an athletic sport, right? Yeah. How is Andy Reid like one of the biggest <laughs> masterminds? If you just look at him, the man looks like he's like he's a chef. At, like, an average restaurant. Yeah,
0: he's chefing up that s- offensive scheme book. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, that man right. does not coach a football team. I, I I don't know. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I feel like everywhere Andy Reid goes, like, he just makes this really great team. And Yeah, awesome. they were, like,
1: they were like at the, he was with the Eagles Dude, for, like, 13, that, 14 years. They would always make the playoffs. That team is ridiculous. Yeah, Donovan McNabb. Yep. They made it to the conference championship five times. Now he's with the Chiefs. They're about to do it for the second time. The man knows how to win. You know, he's obviously been knocked over the course of his career for not being able to win the big one, for not being able to win the ones that Ed Orgeron wins. But hey, he has a quarterback to do it. He has the offense to do it. And he's an offensive mastermind. So there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to do it. You know, now over to Derrick Henry and the Titans. Yeah, that
0: was... Derrick Henry is just... He's a monster. He's a he's like a, he's a man in a in a boy's world. He's putting that entire team on his back, and he beat the Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean,
1: do do you think the Titans are actually going to go to the Super Bowl? I I think that the team will go as far as Derrick Henry goes, and it seems like they have a pretty damn good offensive line to give him those holes to get those yards. Let me let me break it down to you this way, Daniel. The man has had the most rushing yards in an eight-game span out of any running back in NFL history. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's basically going to want if he If the Titans win the Super Bowl, Derrick Henry wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, he's putting yeah. the team on his back, which is not something that you see too often in football. Another stat, the last three games, he's the first running back ever to have over, over 180 yards. Yes, 180 yards. In three straight games Uh, you know who you know who else is gonna come up as an underdog Ryan Tannehill Daniel Ryan Tannehill he's thrown what like seven passes in the last in the last game read my mind you know what they're gonna do what something ladies and gentlemen that I like to
0: call the Nick Foles effect listen I know (laughs) I know I know Ryan Tannehill played right in the regular season but he hasn't played in the playoffs and ladies and gentlemen the playoffs are a different animal. They're a different breed. It's a different situation every single time. You don't know what's going on because you have a whole week or two weeks or however long you have to play a certain game. So you got scheming. You're going to look up stuff. And guess what happened when Nick Foles was playing. And he won the Super Bowl. Nobody knew how Nick Foles was going to play in the playoffs. Boom, they won a the Super Bowl. Nobody knows how Ryan Tannehill was going to play in the playoffs. You want to know why? Because he played with the Dolphins for one game, got whooped, and that was it.
1: So, I don't know. You know, like, give the ball to Ryan. He hadn't even played in a playoff game, Daniel. Uh, oh, that's true. Matt, Matt Moore, Moore played <laughs> Matt in it. Matt Moore was in that game. This was His first playoff game was on the road in Foxborough. And he won. It wasn't hard enough for him. So what does he do next week? <laughs> let, let me play the league's <laughs> most dynamic offense. What does he do? He wins. Now he plays You know the other contender for the league's <laughs> most dynamic like offense, offense. And probably the most intimidating atmosphere in all of football. Arrowhead Stadium. But, hey, I don't think this is about the Nick Foles effect because the man's barely throwing any passes. Well, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. He's got something up his sleeve. He's thrown probably one important pass all postseason, maybe two. He had that touchdown pass to his tight end, whose name, I don't know, he was a random guy I've never heard of. But it was like a one-handed one-handed grab in the corner of the end zone. Tannehill then threw that like, 50-yard bomb downfield. I just want to say this. Because Tannehill was here for like seven years, right? Yeah. How many times have we seen him throw like a fifty-yard bomb? Uh, like never. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did this come from? That's what I'm saying. I listen. I, I got off the phone with Ryan a couple days
0: ago. Oh, okay. Did you? And yeah, I did. And I said, listen, Ryan, what what's what's going on here? Because you know Derek's really tired. I, you know, I talked to him just before I called you, and he said, don't worry, Ryan's got something up his sleeve. And I said, really? So that's why I'm, i
1: That's why I said to Ryan. What's up your sleeve? He said, Daniel, wait for it. You know what I would love to see, though? What? Derrick Henry, um, he leads them past Kansas City, right? They yeah. get to the Super Bowl. First half, Derrick Henry can't do anything against the NFC champion. You know what Tannehill does in the second half? He leads them back to victory. He hears, Daniel, he's in the locker room, right? Yeah. And he hears Jennifer Lopez. He hears her halftime performance, and he's inspired to come back in the second half. He's going to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. He's going to win a Super Bowl. Book it. I like it. No, no. I'm serious, though. I I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance. I want to talk, though, very quickly. Who do you think is going to face them? Who do you think is going to face the Titans? Because we know they're going to make it. But who do you think is going to face them? <laughs> but I would I would love Green Bay. I would love Green Bay. Because I think Aaron Rodgers deserves another Super Bowl. I think when we started this playoffs, if you had told anybody that you would get Green Bay versus Tennessee, they would say that was their dream matchup.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Listen, when last season was going (laughs) on, I said, you know what, whatever about this season. Give me Green Bay-Tennessee next season because that's what I want. That's pretty
1: insane, Daniel, because think about this. Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback for Miami last season, but you had the foresight to acknowledge that he was going to be traded to Tennessee, that Green Bay was going to have a new head coach, and that did. the Super Bowl is in Miami this year. Yeah,
0: I know. I said, give me give me a Super Bowl in Miami. Ryan Tannehill playing for the Titans starting against the, the, Packers <laughs> the Super Bowl with, with Green Bay having a new head coach. God. So what's what's happening next year, huh? What's happening next year? Uh, you know what you know what's happening next year? Two great teams are gonna play in a city that is gonna host one of the biggest events in the world.
1: You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. Book it. Book it sometime in January or February. Before we see those celebrations for that festive atmosphere, we wanna talk about a few um celebrations coming up in our lives. Daniel? Well, you know,
0: we got some big birthdays coming up, huh? Yeah, okay. So as you all know, we do live with two people. Their name are their names are Angela Rodriguez and Doris Benjamin. And one of them has a really big day coming up this Wednesday. Thomas, take a guess.
1: Who is it? Um It's your birthday,
0: right? That's right. It's Angela's birthday on <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. So Angela, if you're hearing this She's not hearing this. Well she's not. But
1: Actually, she might be hearing might this be. from her room, and she might be like pissed off that we're doing this podcast at 1.20 in the morning. Um, if you're hearing this, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you.
0: <laughs> because not only is it your birthday, but you also share a birthday with some very important people. Those people being Thomas. Do you want to take a guess? That's right. Martin Luther King Jr. And more importantly, Pitbull. Pitbull. That's right. So, if Wednesday comes along, everybody, and you're just thinking... In your mind, I wonder, what should we do today? Well, you know what you can do? You can send a happy birthday message to Angela Rodriguez,
1: Martin Luther King Jr., and Pitbull. It's a triple whammy, baby. I mean, we got one of the biggest holidays of the year coming up, Daniel. I know that it's one that's near and dear to your heart. It is near and dear to my heart because there was a time, quick story
0: time. I was in Palmetto, right? Palmetto Senior High. And I'm sitting there in my AP English class. Um, and we're talking with friends, we have a substitute, um, we'll call her Miss H, and she, she's just kind of very weird, and we're all Miss Houston. Miss Houston, okay, we we'll Miss Houston. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Thomas doesn't, Thomas doesn't care. I <laughs> don't care either. We have Miss Houston as our substitute. And, um, I'm sitting there, I'm talking with my friends, and we're all talking about our favorite holidays, because winter's coming up. And, <laughs> and people are like, oh, I love Christmas, this, that, the whole bit. And I was like, I can't relate because I'm Jewish. And we ask Miss Houston, Miss Houston, what's your favorite holiday? Do you love Christmas? And guess what she says? She says, oh, I hate Christmas. We're like, what the hell? You hate Christmas? And we ask her, so then, what's your favorite holiday? And she takes a beat. She looks at us, smiles. <laughs> and I swear to God, I swear, I swear to God, she says, with all sincerity, Martin Luther King what? Jr. Day. What? And we were, we were, like, what? Are you kidding me? And we were like trying not to laugh at her, be like, in her face, we were like, mm-hmm, oh, that's great. What about St. Patrick's Day? Listen, bro, St. <laughs> Patty's Day is big, but give it up for MLK. The man did something.
1: I'm ready no? to exchange gifts. You know, mm-hmm. eat some turkey. Do all of that jazz, you know, dress up in costume next Monday. Maybe we'll, we'll host a
0: uh, Martin Luther King Jr. potluck.
1: I hope so, man. So, like a present, that's a wrap. Um, to all of you listening, you know, here in afar. far, happy holidays. I miss the old Kanye, straight from the gold Kanye, chop up the soul Kanye, set on his goals Kanye, I hate the new Kanye, the bad mood Kanye, the always rude Kanye, spazzing the news Kanye, I miss the sweet Kanye, chop up the beast Kanye, I gotta say.